Oh, yeah, like that. That's a oh, big, yeah. that's a big yeah. yawn. Time for bed. I, I think I almost just blacked out. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from the research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. On today's episode, we are taking a look at our 19 for 2019 lists that we reviewed last week. So if you want to go back one episode to 67, you can get that review there. And we're looking at those lists to see what is still in need of some attention for this last part of the year. So we're going to walk through a goal setting exercises today to get that done. Then after that, since it's only a few days away from Thanksgiving here in Canada, we are going to revisit the habit of gratitude and let you know how Jenny and I are currently practicing this habit and why it is so important as one of the keystone habits to get you locked in before you move on to your other habits. There's only 90 days left in 2019 and this is the perfect time to take a look at your list of 19 for 2019 and get specific about what you want to complete before the arrival of... 2020. Can you believe that? Yeah. 90 days left in 2019, but also 90 days left in the decade, Jenny. Dun, dun, dun. 90-ish, right? It's 90-ish. Yes. It's big. Um, All right. Let's run through a goal setting exercise that you can do for one big goal that you want to accomplish in the next three months. So I got this from a website called wisegoals.com, which I'll put a link to in the show notes so that you can check it out and you can download this exact goal setting exercise if you like. So you can pause this and get a piece of paper or a journal and a pen. If you happen to be driving, maybe wait until you're not driving. That's going to be great. Uh, Here's what you do. Write down. My number one main goal right now is the next thing. How will I know I've reached my goal? An objective measure. Uh, You can also put a date, like target date for this goal. This goal is important to me because my key strengths that will help me achieve this goal are obstacles that may arise are how do I plan to respond to these obstacles? What will be good about achieving my goal? Next best steps. Okay, so I'll include these steps, as I said, in the show notes, and you can go and check them out. Uh, when you are safely not driving and you have a pen and paper so that you can go through this exercise. I love it. I love it. That's a good one. So I'm thinking, what do you think of this peg? Should we go through those steps with your list? Sure. Okay. We'll put it into practical application. Okay. Let's do it. So, okay. Let's start with the first one. So what my number one main goal is right now, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so for me, the goal that I'm choosing is to create an online paid course. Cool. What is your target date? January 1st, 2020. So 90 days from now. So how will you know that you've reached that goal? 
So my objective measure is when I have at least one paying customer. Okay. So you mean you will have that course launched January Complete, 1st? launched, and a paying customer. Whoa. I love it. Okay. This goal is important to me because? Because I want to build an online community of humans that want to be better, do more, be more productive, creative, happier, healthier, and who are also looking for more time freedom. So it's also important to me because... I have big dreams of creating a life for John and I where we have more time and location freedom. And this is the first step. So that's cool. why it's, that's why it's important to me. That's, I think that's a pretty good why. Thank you. Um, my key strengths that will help me achieve this goal are my strengths that I think will help me are that I have an ability to inspire others to take action. Mm-hmm. I have some grit and I can be focused when something is important to me. But the caveat to that is that I need to build in accountability. Okay. Well, we can do that. I know we can. (laughs) Um, So what are some obstacles that may arise? Well, I'm a bit distractible. I'm a good starter and a poor finisher. I know this about myself. And the thing that always is the solution to this challenge for me is that I need to build in accountability to stay on task. Okay. Now we can do. Okay. Um, How I plan to respond to each obstacle. So the big one for this is build in accountability with you, Jenny, with our mastermind group, with you and Amanda and I. Um, And then I also have weekly chats with my friend Cynthia. And I think also mentioning it here on the podcast, our listeners will also hold me accountable. So I'm building in accountable in many layers. And I kind of feel like that's exactly what I need. And because I know that about myself, the more accountability and the more layers I can build in, then the more likely it is that I will um, follow through. Mm -hmm. Okay. What will be good about achieving my goal? The thing that will be good is that it's the beginning of the big dream that I have and that John has, the two of us, of time and location freedom. And this will be the first steps complete. And also, I really feel like completing it will be validation um, and also some momentum that will result of uh, staying on task and following through without getting distracted. I think that alone always gives me a little boost. Like I did it. I stayed on focus. I stayed on task. I got after it. I didn't uh, like let it fall off. So I, I kind of feel like that will really be validating and also will give me some momentum. Okay. And what are your next best steps? Um, I've got two that I'm working on currently. The first is a mini course that's going to be an opt-in on my website that I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast. And I'm also meeting with Amanda, who is my graphic designer, who is going to help me to optimize my website. And that's going to be like the first baby step in getting uh, going on this goal. Awesome. Can I make a suggestion for another step? Yes, please. I think there's one thing you can do before all of this. What is it? Do you remember the feeling you had after you cleaned out the closet in your office? Yeah. I think you need to do that again. Maybe not that closet, but something else. Okay. And I think it will give you that feeling because do you remember the high that you had after you did that where you were like, I could do anything now? Yeah. That's exactly the words I use too. Yeah. I think that that would be a cool little way to get yourself jazzed up. Okay. Maybe I could clear out my spice drawer. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. I like this. I'll think about that. But I like that. That's good. Yeah, I like it too. Well, even if it was just straight, like going through your office and kind of, I know for me that always helps. Yeah. Just kind of getting things physically sorted help me, helps me get things mentally sorted. Okay. And maybe that would be like a, I mean, I haven't seen your office lately. Maybe it's already pristine, but. Oh, it's so nice that you said that. It's not. 
so maybe oh. I'll get after that. So thank uh, you. Yeah, then clean it up. Okay, I like it. All right, um, let's uh, do your goal, Jenny. Okay. Okay, so same thing, same process. Um, okay. My number one main goal right now is? Aside from regular life, my project I'm working, trying to work on right now is something from my 19 for 2019. And the item on my list was to build a table base um, or a dining for my office table um, or a dining table. Well, I kind of inherited an antique table and I want to refinish it so that I can use it as my dining table in my kitchen. Awesome. Area. Yes. Okay. And, and what's your target? <laughs> what's your target date? I want to say... I would like to say the end of October, but really my real dream is to sit there for Christmas, which I think is entirely reasonable. Okay. Oh, that's great. And that has some emotional charge associated with it too, because it's associated with the holiday. So that's great. Sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So how will I know I've reached my goal? It will be in my dining room. I will be using it. It'll look great. And it won't just be sitting there. I will have gone through all of the steps of sanding it, um, you know, getting it ready and applying the, you know, the varnish, everything. It will be in a usable, finished state in my house being used. Okay, cool. And also maybe you can send me some photos when it's done and I'll put them in the show notes so people can check it out. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. This goal is important to me because... Uh, okay. So it's important to me because it takes up a lot of room in my garage that I would like back. Cause I don't really like having a lot of stuff in there other than our cars. Um, and so it's kind of, it's in the way okay. and I really want to use it, um, because it'll be very functional. The table we've, the table we've had in our dining area for nine years is too small for the space, but it's fine. Um, and also it has sentimental value to me because it was my grandparents. Um, but it like, it'll just straight up be very functional. Cause we always had to, <laughs> we had this like brutal, um, piece of plywood that we would use as a leaf with our table. Cause we don't have the leaf for it. It's an old table I got secondhand. Okay. Um, so it'll be nice to have a table that I don't have to like jack up to, in order to have a couple people over for dinner. Okay. To be able awesome. to just have a good size table. Okay, awesome. My key strengths that will help me achieve this goal are? Um, I tend to get working on projects like this, I would say, pretty quickly. Um, and it, this is like a superpower kryptonite thing that I will be annoyed that it is in the garage because I don't like the extra stuff. So I'll be annoyed by that, but that'll motivate me to want to get working on it. Okay, cool. So that's, that's good. And it's nice because I can kind of work on it in the evenings and on the weekends. So I have a little bit of time that I could work on it. So that's a, that's a good thing. Okay. And obstacles that may arise are? I would say being busy with general life stuff, you know, being at work during the day uh, with Ethan and Jeff in the evenings. And, um, you know, if I have other things like, you know, tonight we're recording. So just kind of having other things come up. Um, but I think aside from just kind of the time constraint, I also get a bit tripped up sometimes about doubts um, of how it will turn out and my ability to make it happen. Um, one of these really funny things that I come back to time and time and again 
is there's a little graphic that explains the creative process. And if you talk to anybody who does creative work, this is 100% accurate. So these are the stages you go through. This is awesome. This is tricky. This is, I'll call it crap. It phrases it another way. Okay. Uh, I am crap. Then this might be okay. Then this is awesome. So that is a pretty standard um, when you're working on creative projects, something that you kind of go through of what it's like to wrestle with a creative project. So that's something I like to, I actually keep it up on my workbench as a reminder that in those times when you're like, oh, I don't think I can do this. That you'll eventually get back to this is awesome. Yes, absolutely. Good. All right. So that said, and maybe you've already done this, but um, maybe you can reiterate, how do I plan to respond to each obstacle? I'm going to respond to when I'm in that moment of this is crap or I'm crap, like I can't do it or this is too hard or these spots that are going to be really hard to sand. I'm going to stop and I'm going to take a look around my house because everywhere I look in my house, there are projects that I have completed. And during the process of completing those projects felt that same way, but I pushed through it and got it done. So I just need to remember to just work on it a little bit every day keep working toward it and it will get done. Okay. What will be good about achieving this goal? I'll have a new dining table that looks great, has some sentimental meaning and is my main investment and it will have been elbow grease. Fantastic. All right. What's your next best steps? I need to put time on my calendar of when I'm going to work on this and then stick to that plan. Um, I've found that I, this really helps me because if I'm just always thinking about it and that, oh, I should do that, um, that can really trip me up. But if I just make that time that this is when I'm working on it, um, then when I'm not working on it, I can actually just enjoy my downtime and not feel like I should be working on it. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause otherwise I get very consumed by projects like this and pretty much just want to like clear my schedule for the next week and just (laughs) finish this and then return to regularly scheduled programming. Right. Um, But also the other thing is use the time that I have when the kids are outside playing and use that time to work on it because I find I end up sitting outside a lot while Ethan plays with the neighbor kids because he's still, he's still kind of small and I need to be out there a little bit. Um, But I, it it can feel like wasted time when you're just kind of sitting there, you know, waiting for them to be done. Mm -hmm. So this way I can be outside. Like I did this last night, the kids were in the laneway playing hockey and I was working on this in the garage sanding away. So it was great because it was win-win. And I can't believe it didn't annoy them. They were all good with it. Sander is not quiet. Well, there you go. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, so it worked out fine. But I'm just going to keep working away. I would say the top, I started the top and it's, I'm going to call it 35 to 40% done on the top. But it, that really is the tip of the iceberg because there's quite a bit of detail. There's six legs. Yeah. So one on each corner and then kind of underneath, it's kind of got a weird, it's Jacobian, I think it's called the style. Okay. It's, and they're round. And do you uh, have different like bits on your sander that will allow you to get into those little pieces? No. Is that probably, can you get those? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Well, you know what? My neighbor showed me something kind of cool tonight and it's these, they're called, I think it's called an Emery strip or Emery. And it's like, it looks like tape. It's this like long piece and it's on a roll and it's essentially kind of like sandpaper, but it's like mesh sandpaper. 
Okay. So you hold on to either end of it and you pull it back and forth. Oh. And so you're pulling it back and forth, uh, like along the, the leg of the table and you sand it that way. Cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah, that is neat. You should have your own little DIY like YouTube channel. Maybe people would be into it. I think it would get pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it on um, time lapse or whatever. It would be like the Captain Obvious Tool Show where it's like because everything's new to me all the time and I'm amazed by it. It would be like, look at this amazing thing. And, and the viewers would be like, yeah, no kidding. That's called a screwdriver. Well done, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> it would be called, yeah, basic. <laughs> yeah, basic. Um, I think it's cool to go through our goals, even though it sort of seems obvious to go, maybe it might seem that way to some people as they're listening to this, but there really is something powerful about taking these simple statements and writing them down. Wasn't it you that said last episode or a couple of episodes ago that just by writing something down, you're 42% more likely to complete it. So just by the fact that Jenny and I have both written these things down and then now shared them with you, our listeners, hopefully what that means is we're 42% more likely to have it finished. So, um, so, uh, yay us and yay you when you get doing this, if anybody out there is listening and they do this exercise, let us know what is your goal and what's your target date. Give us some uh, details so that we can hold you accountable. Just for me, especially that accountability is so key. So if you know that that's you, let us know. So send us an email, hit us up on the socials, find us in the Facebook group it's good to put some framework around it too. It makes it feel a little bit more digestible. That's for sure. That's right. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on to some listener feedback. We haven't done this segment in a while, but I wanted to jump back in with a few quick fun things that some of our listeners have passed on to us. So, um, a few weeks ago, I got a really nice email from listener Linda when I was feeling sad about having to bow out of the race that I was going to do this summer with my sister because I had that low back injury. So she wrote, Hey Peggy, great episode. I am so sorry to hear that you had to bow out of the race. I have had that happen. After all the training and then getting injured right before the race, it's very disappointing. I'm sure you made the right choice. Please do go and support your sister. She will need the encouragement. I speak from experience. I decided not to run it after I did a bunch of training. My heart was not into it this time, so I just said no and let the pressure go. Good choice for me this time. Keep up the good work, Linda. That's awesome. That is nice. Thanks, Linda, for that. I love it. I remember this was us last year with uh, the race in St. Thomas and you and I had talked about it. And then do you remember that? I just oh, wasn't, yeah. I you wasn't just weren't into it. it. You backed it out. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and ultimately that was the best choice. So yeah, sometimes yeah. that's just the best choice. Yeah. Um, and Sue shared this in the Facebook group when we were talking about getting back to our good routines in September. Sue said, I know it is halfway through the month, but just getting caught up on the podcast. My habit to get back to is daily exercise. Uh, I hear that, Sue. Sue says, I feel so much better when I keep up this good habit. Thanks for getting me inspired again. My first walk tonight was lovely. Yes, I love these cooler evenings too, Peggy. Yeah, a few episodes ago, I had mentioned that I was loving when things were getting cooler. That was my Umi likey for that week. So mm. yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Sue. Um, Linda also shared the following message in the Facebook group. Just wanted to comment on my new September. I definitely, it definitely did not go as planned, but that's okay with me. It has been super busy, so I did not meet some of my goals. However, I am clearing my closet of 30 items of clothing, one for each day of the month. And I decided to take more time for personal self-care instead of accomplishing tasks. 
I also wanted to comment to Jenny that I did buy the Pure Compact and it is amazing. Thank you for suggesting it. Keep up the great work, ladies. So, Oh, I'm glad she liked it. Yeah. So for those listeners that don't know what we're talking about, the pure compact is, um, maybe Jenny, you can explain it. Cause it's you, it was your thing. Yeah. It's a uh, offhand. It's a, it's a four in one powder and it is called, it's by pure minerals and it's this four in one and it's actually got sunscreen in it and kind of skincare ingredients, but it's also like a, a makeup but it really levels out your complexion. It doesn't feel heavy. I very much don't like the feeling of wearing makeup and this is a good one. And it's very important with this makeup to have the brush. I didn't mention that last time, but this is, it's a very important uh, part of it. And it's this flat brush. Um, I think I'm not even going to try to think of what it's, I think it's called a kabuki, but anyway, um, you use this and it really evens out your complexion. It feels nice. It's got some sun protection in it. I really like it. And I also mentioned it's kind of pricey. So sometimes I feel nervous to mention things like this because if someone's going to spend, you know, the kind of money on it, like I think it's $38 perhaps. Um, But I'm glad she liked it because it really is good. Okay, awesome. Cool. But I Uh, mean, that could just be my skin. I don't know. That's works for. So I don't know. Linda likes it too, Jenny. It's a gooder. It's a getter. Good suggestion. All right. Marjorie also chimed in in the Facebook group after Jenny and I had the great debate over whether kombucha had enough <laughs> alcohol in it to mess with my dry September. And all she said was, Peggy, you are still dry if you're only drinking kombucha, in my honest opinion. <laughs> or in my uh, humble opinion. I don't know what IMHO stands for. Is it humble uh, or honest? We have oh. to, we'll have to ask a kid because the kids know. Yeah. IMHO. I would say honest. Okay. Chime in, chime in people who are younger than 30. (laughs) Yeah. And then there was another good comment in the Facebook group and it was from Vanessa. Only had one glass of wine all month. I'm deciding to keep dry September going into October. Yeah. Good job, Vanessa. That's awesome. And did I mention to you too, that I went dry for a party? Yeah. You told me that. That's great. Oh my gosh. It was really interesting. And you had a good time. I had a fantastic time. I even danced. <laughs> I don't I think it. I could do that without some alcohol. All right. So those are some great listener feedback uh, bits that we got in the last few weeks. And Jenny and I love hearing from you. So if you have something to add to anything we talk about, or if you have questions that we can answer, get in touch with us. You can email us at the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com or slide into our DMS on the socials. <laughs> you can also ask any questions or give your two cents in the Facebook group. If you're not a member already, head to Facebook and search for The Improvement Project to join in on the conversation. What are you giggling about over there? Slide into the DM. That's how they say it. That's how the young kids say it. I know. I've heard that. It's a, I love it. <laughs> All right. I don't know why it's a slide, but... Well, I would love it if somebody slid into our DMs. Can you say it past tense like that? See, we're, I'm, I, I'm past the age of being cool and I don't even care. Okay. Stop talking about it. We sound old. All right, let's move on to our next segment. And today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We want to do a bit of a reminder uh, about gratitude. So back in episodes 33 to 36, and this was back in February of 2019, Jenny and I spent a month discussing the habit of gratitude and why it's so important. So you may have heard the phrase, 
attitude of gratitude before. But back in February, we took it a bit further than a mindset and we created a practice or a habit that helped us to acknowledge everything in our lives that we have to be thankful for. And we even started to shift our brains to focus more on the good in life. Jenny and I have both continued to practice this habit since then, and with only a few days until we celebrate Thanksgiving here in Canada, we thought it might be a good time to remind you to revisit your own attitude of gratitude. So even if you or someone you love are in dire circumstances, or if you can't really think of something that's good in your life right now to be grateful for, you can start your gratitude practice with the fact that you have access to the internet to listen to this podcast. You can hear me speaking these words and you understand them. And you are breathing air in and out of your lungs as your heart pumps that oxygen to the rest of your body. In a world that can seem to be dominated by bad news and negativity, focusing on the good can feel like a huge challenge. While we can't change what is happening in the world, we have more control over our own minds than we give ourselves credit for. By tapping into the ways in which we can shape our thoughts, we can ensure that we are focused on the desired thought processes, leading us to a happier and healthier life. In in those episodes that we recorded back in February, we discussed how gratitude really can actually rewire your brain for more happiness. We also discussed the fact that a lot of really super successful people have made daily gratitude a locked in habit. It seems like they're onto something, so we got after it too. Here's a reminder of what our gratitude practice looked like. We've been using the framework of the five minute journal, which was created by a company called Intelligent Change and was actually invented in Toronto, I believe. Here's how it works. In the morning, you write in your journal and you use the prompts provided, which are the same every single day. So the first one is, I'm grateful for, and you write down three things. Next is, what would make today great? You write down three things. Next, daily affirmations, I am, and you can write down one thing. These should only take a couple of minutes to complete and then you get on with your day and hopefully the things you've written down will be playing in the background of your unconscious mind, helping you to guide to a better day's outcome. In the evening, you come back to the journal again and write in it using these prompts. Three amazing things that happened today, write down three things. What could I have done to make today even better? Write down one thing and that's it total of five minutes in your whole day and it can make a huge difference. You know what my favorite one of these is? Which one? The three amazing things that happened today. Oh yeah? That one flows for me every day, no problem. Awesome. I usually end up writing like an, usually four, like, because I feel like once your brain really gets used to this, mm-hmm. it is so easy to find things. Yeah, it's awesome. There's something amazing about this and there really is something to it. So if this is something that resonates with you and you're listening to this for the first time and learning about this kind of practice for the first time, uh, take it from Jenny and I. We've been practicing it for, well, Jenny's been practicing it for a really long time. I've been practicing it consistently uh, since February of this year. And it's great. There's something about this that reminds you that there's a lot to be grateful for even when things are not awesome. It's, uh, it, of all of the kind of things that I've tried, I would say this one makes the hugest difference that I would have never predicted. Awesome. Cool. Do you think the same? Yeah, I do. I feel like it's sort of like a baseline or a keystone habit for all the other things, because once you can get in a state of being grateful, then you can move forward with more intention about what do you want to do next and how do you want to get after whatever is the next habit. So being grateful is a good place to start. 
I agree. And speaking I'm of grateful the, for you, Peg. Oh, I'm grateful for you too, Jenny. And Jenny and I are grateful for you too, our listeners. Uh, thank you so much for giving us your ears and your time. We are super thankful that you are listening. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our Canadian listeners. And that's it for this episode of the Improvement Project. Remember to write down your goals for these last 90 days of this year and this decade, and then get after them. Also, remember to tune in to what you are grateful for and make it a habit. It really will make you happier. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. And if you like the show, and we hope you do, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcasts and let them know that it's free because some people aren't aware that podcasts are completely free to subscribe and listen to. We would also love it so much if you would rate us and leave a review on iTunes. It really does help more people to find the show. We also have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now, go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Can I just say how entertaining it was that you were so entertained by me saying slide into the DMs? (laughs) I thought that, honestly, when I first heard that, in the context, I I thought it was a dirty thing. (laughs) It's not dirty, is it? The context I heard it in, though, I was like, slide into my DMs, because someone said, was talking about someone doing that and hitting on them, and I was like, what does that even mean? And I had to look it up. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I was like, what? I thought it meant something totally different. And then, yeah, so now every time I hear it, it makes me laugh.